0: y'all this is sam and this is Stephen and this is Crimology. this is episode 22 and today we're going to be talking about john wayne gacy and so because of that i have my sister tabitha here with us
1: hey everyone
0: tabitha is she's not a serial
1: killer obsessed but she's a ted bundy obsessed okay there's like a kind of a backstory to this it's sam likes to say obsession um I just think it's interesting when you get get to know the mind behind a serial killer in general, Um, Ted Bundy just being top of the list. Okay.
2: I think for other reasons too, right?
1: Uh, right.
0: Um, I haven't wanted to do Ted Bundy quite yet because I feel like his story is overtold. But Google says that John Wayne Gacy is the second most known serial killer behind Ted Bundy. So here we are um so because my sister is serial killer obsessed that's why she's here on this episode with us so we're just gonna jump right into this week's episode and get started we haven't done a serial killer episode in a while so i thought we'd bring it back for this one um and so john wayne gacy has the nickname the killer clown he is known for having killed 33 people between the years 1972 and 1978. All of his victims were young boy were young boys or boy. Well, how do I say that? Um, young, young, young adults and boys. Young adult males. Young adult males. Okay. okay. So it's so, so, all of his, okay. Gacy's, young, <laughs> young, young men and boys. Okay. Gacy is known for having killed 33 people between the years 1972 and 1978, and all of his victims were young, sorry, young men. Dang it. Okay, one more time. Gacy is known for killing 33 people between the years 1972 and 1978. All of his victims were young men or boys. So before we start talking about the killings, um, I'll mention now that in 1968, before these murders happened, John was convicted of sexually assaulting two teen boys and was given a 10-year sentence, even though he was released on parole in 1970. The next year, however, he was arrested again, being accused of sexual assault by a boy. The charges were dropped for this case, though, because the boy didn't appear during the trial. So nothing really happened with that one. So obviously he's got this background. So he's on police radar, but he's also on police radar because at this point, the number of missing boys is growing and growing. And boys would say that they would see Gacy driving around late at night and just kind of watching them from afar and making them feel uncomfortable. So, this also is what put Gacy on police radar. So, they start just keeping an eye on him. And then they notice that there's a lot of boys coming and going from Gacy's house. And so, when some of these boys are questioned, they never really had anything bad to say about Gacy. So, the this kind of leads nowhere because they kind of talked really highly about Gacy. All of the murders were done in Gacy's home. He lived in a one-floor farmhouse where he would kill his victims and then he would bury their bodies in the crawl space beneath his house. So Gacy had many different ways that he would get these boys to his house. He was a part of the Jolly Joker Clown Club where he dressed up as either Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. And with this group, he would perform at fundraisers, birthday parties, and things of that nature. So he would bring boys in kind of from those activities that he would see. So that's one way he brought boys into his home. He also owned a construction business, so many of his victims were boys that were looking for work, so it reached out to him, and may, you know, he says, well, let's meet at my house, and so that's another way he got people in, and then you have boys that Gacy would pay to have them come back to his house and perform sexual favors, so there are many ways he's bringing these victims back to his house, but these are mainly the top three ways he did this. So along with his construction business and his little clown group, Gacy was a Democratic precinct captain in Chicago. So he was well-known and well-liked by people in the community. And so he was involved in many gatherings and organizations. So, like, he's a well-known guy around town. He's well-liked. So that's also, I mean, nobody expects anything of a, uh, that he's doing any of this. And everybody thinks he's just a nice guy. So he's able to get away from with stuff like this for so long so when the boys were in his house he would trick them into putting handcuffs on themselves he would put the handcuffs on himself first but he'd have the key hidden in his hand and he would use the key to get out of the handcuffs making it look like a magic trick that he would do as a clown and then he would give the uh, handcuffs to the boys and say like you try it you can do it But obviously not giving them the key. And this is how he would capture his victims. He would either do this, which he called his handcuff trick. Or he would just get the boys drunk or knock them out using chloroform. Gacy would do something similar to his handcuff trick. When strangling the boys by putting a rope around their neck. And making them put the rope around their neck. And so later on when he admits to all of these murders, he says that he kind of feels like they're the victims were in the wrong too because they're doing it to themselves. Like he never forced them into his house. He never forced them into the handcuffs. He never forced them to put a rope around their heads. And so because of the because of these little things is he is kind of feeling like he's not really one hundred percent to blame. So while the boys were in Gacy's house, Gacy would rape and torture them before strangling them and then burying them. He would do things like pour hot wax on their skin. He'd use a fire poker on them. He'd sit on their chest and even repeatedly drown them in his bathtub, revive them, and then do it all again.
2: That's pretty uh time consuming time consuming
0: and then the energy that you have to do yourself in drowning them and then reviving them and you're like let's go again like that's just a lot of work on you so december 11th 1970 15 year old robert piast went missing robert's mother was picking him up from work When he told her to hang on just a second because he was going to talk to Gacy about a construction job. The mom waited, but Robert never came back to the car. So 10 days later, a search of Gacy's house is done, and it uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous crimes. He would have like random things of victims he had killed in his house, which obviously linked him to those crimes also. During the search of the house, police, o- police also discovered the trenches that were holding human remains of his victims, and this is when Gacy admitted to all of the murders. So, Gacy's trial began on February 9th, 1980. So, of course, Gacy had already admitted to the murders, so now the argument was focused on whether Gacy would be declared insane or not. Gacy had told police that the killings were done by an alternate personality, so this is why... This part of the trials opened up.
2: Ah, uh, yes, of course the the good old alternate. Oh no, that was not me. That right. was that was somebody else. Right.
0: But after a sh- very short del- jury deliberation, Gacy was found guilty and sentenced to serve twelve life sentences and twenty one natural life sentences. On May tenth, nineteen ninety four, Gacy died by lethal injection. So, even though these murders happened a while ago, recently there were different reasons that Gacy's story was being brought back into the headlines. From the bodies found in Gacy's home, eight of them could not be identified for whatever reason. So, at the same time, the family of Jimmy Hawkinson has always wondered if their family member was a victim of Gacy's. Jimmy had moved to Chicago in 1976 and stopped checking in with his family soon after he made this move. The family didn't have any dental records to help authorities, so they never really got an answer and the family was left with questions for years. Jimmy's mom ended up passing away in 2000 after she tried so hard to get any kind of evidence she could to the authorities to see if her son was one of these eight victims. But in 2017, family members provided DNA samples that matched one of the victims who had been known for all of these years as victim number 24. So this is one of the reasons why John Wayne Gacy's story was being put on headlines. And something that also happened just a couple of months ago in April of this year was that Robert Matta, an attorney whose father worked on Gacy's case years ago, came forward and said that his dad had given him never be seen, never before seen recordings of Gacy admitting to these murders. The tapes Robert has adds up to about 15 and a half hours of unedited recordings from interviews that his dad had with Gacy. So he comes out with all of this information, says that his dad just kind of gave it to him as a gift. He kind of put it off to the side, never really looked at it. And now he's doing his own podcast about the cases. And I found a, obviously I have a website link that we'll put on our Facebook page. So those two things have put this case back on the map, if you can say that, um, recently. And so I was trying to wait for those things to play out. Um, and they're now played out. And so that's what's has brought, after years, that this case has happened. That's kind of what's put this case back on the mark and so that's our episode about john john wayne gacy tabba i'm gonna give you the mic and let you give any two cents or input about your serial killer obsessed
1: personality um i just have an interesting fact to share with y'all when john wayne gacy was um, getting into his adult life he was the manager of a kfc And Yeah, I know. So his last meal, his special request, was a dozen deep-fried shrimp, a bucket of KFC's original recipe chicken, french fries, a pound of strawberries, and a bottle of Diet Coke. Hmm. What would you have as your
2: last meal? Oh, man. We just went to Texas Roadhouse this weekend. And I I think it's got to be that. I think it's got to be a steak and potatoes and and some of the, the bread
0: that's probably where i would go is steak potatoes and some really good bread
1: what 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 about you my mom makes these really good enchiladas <laughs> that i think i would especially ask her to make now his last words were the meaner version of kiss my butt so what would your last words be before you died of lethal injection <laughs> put yourself in his position you've brutally murdered 33 people in your life you're a terrible person up until the end of your life what would your last words be
0: because that's what we do in this podcast we put ourselves in these people's
2: positions i'm i'm not i'm not used to getting asked questions i'm used to asking the questions so this is (laughs) this is a very 180 for me um i don't know i don't honestly i don't think i'd say anything i'd just kind of just be like
0: yeah i don't think i'd say anything and let them the last word
1: i think the terrible part of me would say like it's been a fun ride uh-huh. or something you know just to, to kind of glue it all together glue it all together my gosh.
2: or just like just really just go all in and be like yep i did it all yeah
1: <laughs> well okay in this case though there's no denying that it happened you know it just it kind of gets to a point where you get accused of one murder maybe you can talk yourself out of it you get accused of 33 there's no way that it's going to end up being this hoax and that it didn't actually happen so you using your last words to say guys it happened it wasn't me
2: (laughs) that's actually what i would do i would go oh no this was not me (laughs) and then just like I don't know. That's, yeah. That's a, a,
0: Sam? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't say anything. I'd just be like, bye. Peace out. So I guess bye would be my last word. But yeah, that's our episode 22 of John Wayne Gacy. So we're going to take a second and talk about our sponsor for this episode and come back with our Florida Man Minute. All right. Now we're going to do our Florida Man Minute. This is where we Google the words Florida man, along with a random date, and we just sit back and giggle.
2: Okay, so this, this one works out very good, because um, both of you had have, have tattoos. Yes. So, for your next tattoo, this will be my question mm-hmm. for this week. What tattoo, and it could be, a, like, not necessarily one that you would want to get right now, but, like, kind of a more on the... Wilds thought not wild's not the great word but like a little bit more further out there on the scale of like you know further from normal what kind of tattoo would you get
0: i like how thigh tattoos look on people but it's like a big piece and i don't know something that like i want a big piece of so i always thought if that day comes, I'll just get, like, a random <laughs> lion head on
1: my thigh or something. So that would be my wild tattoo. It's funny that you asked this, because while Sam was talking, I was looking up tattoos. Um, I think the craziest I would ever do is, like, get something on my fingers or um, something that... I don't know. Yeah, my hands... Something like that. Nothing. She gets wild. knuckle tattoos. <laughs> well, I I think the idea of like a flower on or like a a sprig of some kind on my pinky is cute, and that's out of my comfort zone or anything that's normal to me because everyone that I know that has tattoos like has them to where you can kind of cover them up.
2: Okay, so so you kind of covered. So Sam, you said like lion head, a th- lion head like on your thigh or yep. something like that. And then Tabu, you said something like something on your fingers. Yep. So, this wonderful gentleman from Florida. I'm just gonna read the man. I'm I'm all over the place today. Florida man with Florida tattoo on forehead arrested for calling 911 to ask for a ride home. <laughs> and I'm I'll I'll show them this picture so that way they can get the full effect right now. Well, this this link will obviously be posted, but I mean it's. This guy has a Florida tattoo. I mean, it's just dead center. I mean, you don't look at his eyes. You don't look at his nose. You look directly.
0: Florida is a weird state to get tattooed. It's like a seven. And it's just, I mean, on the forehead.
2: I think that's really what's doing. Like, that's really why I got drawn to this one is because it was like, it's like the the tip of Florida is, is in between his eyes in between his eyes yeah and so that's the weird Ooh man yeah so uh port ritchie florida um the de- deputies arrested a man uh with a tattoo of the state of florida because he after he was accused of misusing the nine one one calling system 22 uh, year old matthew Lathman was arrested early sunday morning by pasco county we get a he lot Definitely
0: from... doesn't look 22. He looks significantly older.
2: we and we also get a lot from Pasco County.
1: Why didn't he just Uber? Well, that cost money. Well, <laughs> did he think he was going to get a free ride from 911? Oh, oh, obviously, he's done it before. Also, isn't there like a non-emergency hotline that you could call?
2: See, Tabit, you're already ahead of this guy. <laughs> um, so according to the deputies, Leithman called 911 to ask for a ride home. And proceeded to curse at the operator while on the phone. Uh, investigators said the operator gave Leithman the non-emergency number. So there you go. You're one step ahead of this guy. Um, a deputy also spoke to him. And they said uh, they offered to call a taxi. But he uh, Leithman said he didn't have any money and said, instead started traveling on foot.
1: Okay, and another thing. Tattoos aren't cheap. Especially, like, last minute... I want this, let's go get he it. He used all of his money on that Florida tattoo. I, how far away did he live from the tattoo shop?
0: Um, no, he's, like, I'm not saying that for real. Like He's not leaving the tattoo shop to
1: go somewhere. <laughs> um, I also wouldn't have guessed that that was Florida on his forehead. I don't know what I would have thought it was, but I probably just would have avoided him. I honestly would have probably thought it was a birthmark. Hmm. At first, when I saw it and the computer screen was turned, I thought it was a lizard. Interesting, like fully tattooed, going in between his eyes. If you're bold, that's cool tattoo. I I'm not gonna get. It.
2: So so to to finish off the story, then we can finish talking about tattoos. <laughs> um. So deputy said uh, he called nine one one again and asked uh, asked again for a ride home. A deputy met with him while he was still on the phone with the dispatcher and then arrested him. Um, so of course, when they were searching him, of course, they found marijuana. Uh, and of course, uh, Lathman denied uh, knowing what it was.
0: Well, of course, right.
2: So, uh, he faced uh, charges of misusing the nine one one system and uh, possession of marijuana.
0: The old that's not mine. That's these not
2: mine. <laughs> yeah, how did that get there? So, but, yeah, no, I think, I mean, and really, out of all the states, I think Florida's probably one of the better states to get a tattoo of. Because you have, like, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska. That are all boxes. Kansas. That are basically a box. Colorado is just a square. Wyoming's basically a square.
0: I guess it's just the one he has. Like, it's got really no details to it. It literally looks like a seven on your forehead.
2: Seven that the tattoo artist was a little drunk when he drew that's that's what it looks like to me but yeah uh bold choice for going right there in the in the forehead
0: right smack dab in the middle of the eyebrows yep
2: so but yeah that's that's florida man this week
0: that's a good one
2: florida man plus some tattoo talk
0: um and that's episode 22 so thank you Taba, for coming out and being with us again And then thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for your support. Um, You can follow us on social medias at Pod. You can send us an email at CrimologyPod at gmail.com. We will post things on social media asking you guys questions, asking you guys suggestions, and we've gotten a lot of response today with what we posted today. So thank you guys for responding and thank you guys for giving us your input because we want to put stuff out there that you guys enjoy listening to. That's episode 22. Like always, this is Sam. This is Steven. And this is Tabitha. And this is Crimology.